Hi. Hello. I'm Julian. And I'm Tom. We are Team Binge. We are typically a Ted Lasso podcast, <laughs> yep. but since we went through season one and season two, we are now in stoppage time. <laughs> and what are we going to be talking about today, Tom? Uh, we're going to explore other genres of <laughs> pop culture and media. So instead of Ted Lasso, we're going to do a movie. And we're going to do the movie Kicking and Screaming. All I wanted you to say was Kicking and Screaming, but <laughs> 10 minutes later, we got there. For those of you that are joining us for the first time and looking for a Ted Lasso podcast, we apologize. You're going to have to rewind this thing and go back to when we did season one and season two. Hit your rewind button. <laughs> Thank you. Hit that 15 second rewind yep. one yeah. uh, about a thousand times. That's how math works. Because we are not talking about Ted Lasso until season three comes out. Instead, we're talking about the Will Ferrell classic comedy from 05, mm -hmm. Kicking and Screaming. Yep. We chose this one because it relates to Ted Lasso. Yeah, because they both are, take place in England. Nope. No. Let's run it back. <laughs> okay. They both have what in them, Tom? They both have Will Ferrell. Nope. Let's take it. Although an SNL alum, much like Jason Sudeikis. Touché. So but I'm going are... to help you out a little bit. Get us to... <laughs> these are both soccer stories. Yeah, football, as we say in the business. Yeah. I'll teach you, Tom. Um, and so we chose this film, once again, because of the soccer. Also because there's some heartfelt moments. Although I think when we get to those heartfelt moments, <laughs> I don't know how we're going to feel about them. So if you haven't seen this movie, please go and watch it and then turn us back on. If you have seen this movie, welcome to the show. You might enjoy it if you haven't seen this movie. We have some fun little banter back and forth. You can you can enjoy this movie through our voices. You sold me on it. I haven't seen the movie, and I'm going to listen. <laughs> All right. So this is 05. We're catching Will Ferrell right around the Anchorman, which was in 04, and the classic Bewitched also <laughs> what? in 05. I couldn't tell you was in that. Oh, Bewitched is Will Ferrell and Nicole Kidman. Oh, okay. That's vaguely familiar. Vaguely familiar. Also, Wedding Crashers. Uh, Chaz? Before or after this? If this is around the same time. They're both okay. 05. Yeah, yeah, okay. He's Chaz, right? Oh, yeah. He's, okay. Yeah, yeah. He screams mom in this movie, just like he screams mom in that movie. That's where he got it from, yeah. Yeah. This movie was written by two guys, Steve Rutnick and Leo Benavenuti. I know I didn't sell that right. <laughs> Nailed it. But uh, these guys also wrote, this will tell you their pedigree. They wrote The Santa Claus with Tim, Tim Allen? Toolman Taylor. Okay. And Space Jam, one Michael Jordan vehicle. The OG Space Jam. Yeah. Wow, that's I did right. not know that. Very cool. So these two were partners together, and it was also produced by... Judd Apatow, I believe, right? Judd Apatow. The only reason I know that is because one of the kids' jerseys have Apatow on it. I think they do that. There's like a handful of jerseys, and I was looking this up, that are named different people from production. Like Watson sure. is apparently like the assistant director, and some of the other names kind of pop up too. Sure. Everyone loves jersey trivia. <laughs> That's what we're here for. The obvious connections to Lasso. It's not all about winning, Tom. No. It's like the same exact speech. It is almost the same exact speech. Here's what I found out about myself that I found out during Lasso and also this movie. I actually don't think I believe that. I think winning's important. <laughs> yeah, I know that about you. <laughs> so we'll see how this all goes. Is winning important or just losing the worst? Losing is the worst. There's also, here's the other connection. What There's a lot of father and son stuff here. Yep. Which obviously we don't meet Ted Lasso's father, but we hear about him quite a bit. Ted Lasso and his son. 
Sure, that's true. Okay, good point. I guess I was also going to the certain uh, activity that happens in like the first five minutes of this film between mm-hmm. Robert Duvall, who yes. plays Will Ferrell's dad, Bucky, or Buck, Buck Weston, Weston, and Phil Weston, which mm-hmm. is Will Ferrell. What activity are they joined together? Playing some darts. Playing some darts. <laughs> Ted Lasso's favorite. So, a lot of father and son issues, a lot of soccer. Boom. There's our connection. No, you, you Won't forgot. mention Lasso again the rest of this podcast. <laughs> you forgot panic attacks. Uh, oh! There when? were panic attacks in both of these. When? He's on his son's bed. He's, like, freaking out. Oh, he's, like, that's right. so upset about his dad or whatever. And he's trying to figure it out. And, of course, how this panic attack gets solved. Wife comes in the room, slaps him across the face. <laughs> you good? You good? Good. Now, yeah. question is, would that have made Lasso better? Higgins just slapped him across the face. If Dr. Sharon had hit him across the face. Listen, there's no way of knowing. Maybe season three will solve it for us. We'll find out. Who knows? All right. So, Phil Weston also needs some, like, beard and Kent to guide him. And Mm -hmm. he gets that, like, knowledge and discipline from one Mike Mike Ditka. Ditka. Yeah. And... I actually thought Mike Ditka did a really good job of this. I mean, he's literally playing himself. So right. It I guess, okay, stretch. that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> but I agree, he acted the heck out of himself. Listen, here's my theory with all great, like, actors, is they essentially play a weird version of themselves, mm-hmm. and then they just, like, hit that over and over again. Give you some examples. Please. Like Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn just plays, like, Vince Vaughn, like, yeah. in every, like, most things. Not to say he's not great in, like, occasionally, like, weird things, like True Detective or something like that. Yeah. For the most part, like, Vin, Vince Vaughn, I think, is just Vince Vaughn. <clears throat> My second example <laughs> is, I don't have a second example Ben Stiller. For ben Stiller's another one of those okay. guys. He ben... plays the same goofy, oddball character. It's Adam just... Sandler. Yeah. Okay, they just kind of play themselves, mm-hmm. but, like, a, but like a, a, a version. An of offshoot. It. Yeah. So... Mike Ditka, give him the Oscar. Oh, that ruins the category for later. <laughs> Dang it. All right. Uh, both Phil and Ted Lasso express the importance of not winning. Mm-hmm. Wait, no. The non-importance of winning. Okay. <laughs> I think the importance of not winning is different than the non-importance of Phil, winning. Phil wanted to win. Will Ferrell wanted to win. Eventually he, he gets there. In the yeah. beginning, he does, he does not. Yeah. And we'll make that, that, uh, that transition. This movie, I know you want to know about the budget because you're a numbers guy. I am a numbers guy. Give the, it to me. The budget was $45 million. Do you think they made money or lost money? Uh, they probably made money. $45 million doesn't seem a lot. No, it's not. It, they had to pay all those child I actors I like Kool-Aid and crackers. <laughs> I guess I have to ask, like, what was in this movie that required $45 million? Wasn't a whole lot of set pieces. All of the people? I don't know. There are so many people in this yeah. movie. Once again, because it's America, you got to pay children. I don't know why. We'll get into later laws or labor laws a little bit later. But it made fifty-six million. Oh, okay. So this is a uh, you know this is according to Wikipedia. Who knows? Do you remember seeing this movie for the first time? Was this like a theater movie for you, or was this one you just caught? I don't think this was a theater movie. I think oh five. It comes out in oh five. Tom, who are you in oh five? I am one year into college. Right. Okay. We graduated high school in oh four. So. I mean, it would have been on my alley just because of like. Thank you my... for assuming I graduated high school and went to college. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, like because I played youth soccer and I grew up with this. Like a lot of this movie like resonates more so with me, just like with the dynamics with the kids. Okay. And, like, this is like recreational soccer, so it's just more like kids having fun out there. Because you did travel soccer. 
yeah, like at a certain age, like around this age, like you kind of decide most everybody as a kid plays soccer in some form or fashion. It's oh, whether yeah. you continue to play competitively. So maybe like 10 to 12 was when I really kind of started playing a lot more competitively and traveled and did all that kind of jazz. But I love this movie, but I don't think I would have went to go pay for this in the theater. This probably would have been like a blockbuster, a yeah, blockbuster, Hollywood yeah. video. Yeah. The Albertsons weird <laughs> section where you could get Laffy Taffy 10 for a dollar and check Ooh. out a video. Do you remember that? I do. Man, we're old. I just remember the, the one section of the video store where had like the uh, old Western doors where you can go back there. Uh, I don't think you were allowed in that section, Tom, <laughs> as it. a kid. You're talking about the dangly beads that, like, <laughs> uh, let your presence known. Oh, we should say that this movie right now in uh, the beginning of 2022 is available on HBO. Yeah, should have led with that. <laughs> should have led with that. Uh, go find it. I'm sure it's somewhere. It's probably on YouTube. Who knows? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to do a quick summary of this movie, Tom. Go. Here is Julian's summary of this movie. Begin. A team of weak, talentless nobodies is led to glory by an ambitious first-year coach. Phil, driven by a father who wants him to succeed at all costs and teaches Phil the importance of pride, winning, and being right, volunteers to coach his son's soccer team. Like any good manager, Phil recognizes the need for veteran leadership and top talent strikers. <laughs> so he recruits one Super Bowl champ, Mike Ditka, and two Italian butcher apprentices <laughs> who have the ball handling skills of a young Christoph Messi Ronaldo. <laughs> Are those, is that one soccer player? Is that... <laughs> that's, a, that's a combo. All right. Despite his wife and the ambitious team <laughs> holding him back, he's able to draw up the right strategy to win games. Being a student of self-improvement, he pushes his own physical and mental limits by using the natural supplement of caffeine and coffee to center himself and inspire those around him. Ultimately, he roots out disloyalty in his assistant coach, one Mike Ditka, and has the courage to bench his son to get them into the finals. In the finals, despite insurmountable odds placed in front of him by everyone he loves, his own son quitting on him. He's able to give the pregame speech of a life and adjust the game strategy. He identifies the kids need to hear the lie that, quote, having fun and trying your best are more important than winning. Giving them the motivation to win. He lies to them in order to get them to win, Tom. Yep. After achieving victory and bringing joy to all, he shows humility by allowing his father to keep the Pele Bowl Pele ball. Yep. Bowl. Ball. It wasn't like a bowl. It was, it was in a bowl. It was a ball in a bowl. The Pele ball, despite being a loser, uh, yeah. and forgives his child for being so whiny. <laughs> Phil also uh, moves in on his father's business empire and takes over. End credits. Wow. That's the summary. This is my summary of the movie. I think we're done. I think, I think we were, the podcast has been recorded. That was that was something, man. Beautiful. Listen. Beautiful prose. Commas were probably in there. If you haven't watched this movie and you're still with us, this is a movie where Will Ferrell is the son of a competitive soccer fan who's played by one Robert Duvall. Mm -hmm. uh, Robert Duvall could not have phoned it in harder in this movie. You think? Okay, we'll get to it. All right. That's fine. 
Classic story. Uh, Will Ferrell is a vitamin store owner. His father owns a sporting goods store. Uh, Will Ferrell ends up coaching his son's team, which is the worst team in the league. Not just any vitamin store. Phil's Pills. Phil's Pills. Oh, is that the name? Go Phil's Pills. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> you you cannot uh, overestimate the um, power of rhyming in this country. No. <laughs> exactly. They were getting tired back in there. Will ends up coaching the, I'm sorry, Will Farrell, Phil Weston ends up coaching the worst team, his father, the competitive grump, uh, Robert Duvall, maybe the hero of the movie, uh, <laughs> coaches the ti- or the Gladiators, mm-hmm. the winningest team in the league. Um, a coffee addiction happens, yes, which we'll talk about. Sadly. And essentially, Will Farrell has to deal with the parents on the of this loser team. I use loser lovingly. <laughs> Uh, his wife treats him like a man-child, and eventually we learn that winning isn't everything, and the Tigers win. Spoiler alert. <sighs> Tigers being the team that Will Ferrell's drive and ambition brought to success. Correct. So, <clears throat> just depends on what perspective you're looking at the movie from. I'm coming from Robert Duvall's. Uh, I think most people are coming from Will Ferrell's. You're a, a glass-half-full kind of guy. I'm a glass-half-full beats the other glass. <laughs> into submission kind of guy <laughs> pours that glass into its glass and becomes a full glass <laughs> anyways main characters are will ferrell what's your will ferrell take like is will ferrell someone like let me ask you this can't get enough of him. okay can't get enough of him. he hasn't like you haven't burnt out on will ferrell this was like this was peak will ferrell for me like you mentioned sure. like it was anchorman like an anchorman was not received very well you said anchorman came around the same time or a mm-hmm. year before it was not received well. It it became like a cult following afterwards. But like, um, uh, what were the other ones around this time that he said we came out? It was not not bewitched. Was not bewitched. bewitched. Uh, this was his. He did the Wedding Crashers cameo. Oh, I think right after this was Talladega Nights too. Yeah, that was another right in there. Became yeah. a big one. But yeah, I, I just love Will Ferrell. Like, you can you argue from a Saturday Night Live. I'm assuming. Yeah, that would have probably been my my first foray into into his career. Um. But yeah, I, I just love like because he's again same kind of guy I think you mentioned earlier who does a lot of movies is the same general character but just kind of you know messes around the lines a little bit. Um, but I I loved everything he was in around this time. No one comedically yells better than Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah. Like when Will Ferrell's like he like he's all fired up and he's yelling. Great moment. I can remember uh, a buddy of ours having Danny having the box set of like the SNL best of and like even as we were kids there was like a best of Will Ferrell yeah and I can remember going through those our buddy Danny being a Chicago fan and Will Ferrell doing the Harry Carey Mm -hmm. uh, impression yes Uh, his wife in this is Kate Walsh who's um her character name is Barb Weston do you have any uh relation to to Kate Walsh I don't I don't know if I recognize her she definitely had that face where I'm like I feel like she's been something else but I couldn't put it right right right. uh I I think she's a Grey's Anatomy alum but I know you're a big gray head you want to take 15 minutes and talk to us about how much you love Grey's Anatomy which is going into its 20th season god is that true I think so it's like Survivor I just won't quit oh man Robert Duvall as Buck Weston um we'll talk about what robert duvall was doing in this movie but i appreciate when they get like an older actor who's got like pedigree Mm -hmm. to like come into a comedy and like i don't know just like have fun essentially well and this is the second time that will ferrell has had a father from the movie series godfather okay in the movie elf 
you had James Caan played his father. Okay. And in this movie, you have uh, Robert Duvall playing his father. I so believe James Caan played Sonny, and Robert Duvall was the lawyer uh, friend in, I don't remember what his character's name was in Could The Godfather. I only saw three and loved it. <laughs> Classic Tom. <laughs> Mike Dicta uh, is in this, which is obviously the Chicago Bears Hall of Famer. Uh, Sam is the son, Will Ferrell's son. Not Obasanya. Did not Obasanya. Certainly not Obasanya. <clears throat> Does not have the ball handling skills of Obasanya or the defense play. He does have the endurance, though. Bucky, who is Sam's uncle, which is a very <laughs> funny like bit that they hit in the beginning. Now you realize who that is, right? I do. That's Peter I... Bread from Hunger Games. Yeah. Josh uh, Hutchinson, <laughs> yeah. I think. Peter Bread. And then the <laughs> Peter Bread. For Hunger Games. I know. Got it. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I you you've got the pun on me, Hun- buddy. Hunger I'm Games. there. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Okay. I'm with you. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, and then the other most important characters of the whole movie or are, and Tom loves when I get to do this, Gian Piero and Massimo. Gian Piero Gian- and Massimo. Okay, I got there. Yep. All right. Let's talk best scenes, Tom. Yeah, okay. And I've got probably about 10 of them, Okay. but we can narrow it down. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This movie starts in a way that it's kind of like a normal like SNL-like mm-hmm comedy like you know when snl used to take characters and transition sure. them into movies for sure like the the beginning like it hits certain wickets that you're just like oh that's normal like him young in college but he doesn't look like a college person <laughs> yeah. at all. he's just in the clothes he's really bad wig <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. 40 year old will ferrell trying <laughs> to be a track star in college yeah like all that stuff like uh, the last 40 minutes of this movie like <laughs> blow my mind like there are parts in it Anyways, best scenes, stuff I loved in this is, and maybe this goes to my Roy Kent moments where Roy <laughs> Kent is coaching kids and screaming, he's screaming at him. Mike Ditka yelling at these kids when he's like making them wash his car. Uh, there's the scene where he's like yelling at them and then it ends with Byung Sung carrying his trash through the yard. Yep. And Mike Ditka, this grown man, like giant guy, is watching Byung Sung struggle with these two bags of trash. And he's like, well, I'm not going to take it out. Like, he's like, how's, how's this supposed to help him with soccer, coach? He's like, this isn't this is supposed to get my trash from here to there. So great. <laughs> so great. Um, the other scene was, there is a moment where uh, Barb, and Phil, mm-hmm. so Kate Walsh and Will Ferrell, are talking about stuff in the bedroom. And like, listen, <laughs> I've been married a long time. Uh, sometimes I don't see the signs. Um, um, uh, I, I'm not, I don't claim to be an expert. Okay. But I'm almost positive Barb is making the moves on Phil. She's like, she's like, oh, she's like rubbing his shoulders. Mm-hmm. She's like giving him a massage. She's giving him the signs. <laughs> and this is when Phil starts to cry. <laughs> He falls on the bed and starts to weep. And then that, that scene, I, I like that scene. Uh, it just hit too close to home. Oh, you know, okay. anytime right. someone's making a move on you and you start crying. <laughs> and this is where Barb's like, I love you. And Phil goes, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> that is a great line. That is a great exchange. I, I feel like my favorite scene in the movie is when that resonates with me. Whenever I think of this movie, I immediately go to it is uh, the coffee uh, scene. Hands down, best scene in the movie. <laughs> he's at the coffee house and he's in the back of the line. He's now officially like hopped up on coffee and he needs it. It's his lifeblood. 
Um, sit in the back of the line. Ladies taking forever. And that lady, she's not SNL. She is Mad TV, right? She's Mad TV. Her name is Alex Bornstein. Okay, yeah. And she also does the voice of Meg from Family Guy. Oh, okay. Wait, no, no, no. That's not true. Meg from Family Guy is uh, Mila Kunis. She does one of the characters the on Family Guy. Okay, she does the, she, she the mom. There you um, go. But him in the back. We got there. <laughs> we got there. We're professionals. <laughs> uh, but him in the back of the line screaming for her, like, hey, hurry up. I'm a frequent drinker here. I've got a card. Sir, we don't have frequent drinker cards. That's a blockbuster card. <laughs> yeah. Throws it down on the ground in disgust. And then he gets kicked out. It's just the whole he sequence is fantastic. his order from the back of the yeah. line, which. Uh, if you ask anyone that lives with me and has been married uh, to me for a number of years, the things that bother me are like sitting in traffic, and that also relates to waiting in a line that's you don't like not Hughes. moving at all. You don't like you. So I'm like not the person you want to invite to an amusement park hmm. unless it's like the day COVID hits and there's no lines, but Six Flag is still open. No, other scenes. You're right. The coffee scene. By far is the best scene. Trevor, I thought because, we were friends. Yeah, because, uh, Trevor, it's Hank, or what was his name? <laughs> Not that. <laughs> but well, I'll hit it when we get to best quotes, Tom. Uh, the other scenes I like are Tetherball. At oh, first, yeah. I watched Tetherball and I was like, why is this scene in here? But then as it progresses and like he dumps the gate rod in himself <laughs> and he just goes all Will Ferrell, yeah. I was like, all right, I'm in on this scene. And then. Where this movie like blows up for me and just gets incredible is where Phil comes out in like the blue tracksuit. Not mm. he hasn't sewn the tiger stripes on yet. Okay. He's just in the blue tracksuit and he's talking to Mike Ditka and he tells Mike Ditka to go get him a juice box. <laughs> juice and he's box. like, I'm looking at the juice box guy. <laughs> and and Mike Ditka's like, You're crazy. He's no, like, I'm, I'm not crazy. Thirsty. I'm just thirsty. <laughs> and then he sends the parrot on the lap. He's like, take a lap. What is like my dick leaves? He's like, all right, bye, juice box boy. He's like, everybody wave in the juice box. Everybody wave in the juice box. <laughs> when Will Ferrell dials it up to like lead tasso <laughs> at eleven, that's I was all in on that. That was great. This is that that all happens right before we learn our lesson and like the music gets sad. Like we have like a, a full a house series moment. of yeah, full house moment. That's really good. Rest in peace, Bob Saget. That's very sad to see him go. Yeah, it's sad when anyone dies. This also gets us into the semi-final sequence where he has sewn the tiger stripes on mm -hmm. and he's yelling at kids and he like pushes a kid down. And the rest <laughs> like, did you just push that kid down? And like, it's just Will Ferrell being frantic and great. And I love every bit of it. He throws a chair like Bobby Knight, which is does. on the coaching pyramid. On the John, uh, on the uh, Bobby McKnight coaching pyramid, I think throwing chairs is top. Uh, we talked about John Wooten's Wooden. Wooden. His pyramid. <laughs> Wooten, Wooten is uh, one of the... Um, I was going to say clan member, but you can't say clan. Uh, I mean the, the Wu-Tang clan. Oh, not, that, the, okay. not the other clan. Gotta specify. Uh, we're going to get canceled. It's all right. All right. Movie nerd stuff, Tom. Let's talk movie nerd stuff. Movie nerd stuff. Did this you... Is... Go, go ahead. Go. Allow me to explain movie nerd stuff. <laughs> Please. Tom and I are both students of film. We both went to uh, film college. RISD. RISD. Well, uh, I, went, I went to Juilliard, um, <laughs> where I learned about film. Do they have film at Juilliard? <laughs> no, I, I went to UCLA film school. Where'd Spielberg go? I went to Spielberg school. <laughs> I really appreciated, during the introduction of the 
Italian butchers apprentices. Mm-hmm. Gia, Gio, <laughs> Massimo, Mario I'm Luigi. I'm gonna say Massimo and his brother. Yeah. Um, they do this thing where, like, in their first game, they take the kickoff, mm-hmm. and they do no music. Yeah, they just do. It's just the ball sound. You mm-hmm. like see the two brothers working together, moving the ball down the field. Like, obviously, I'm a huge football fan. You know this about me. I do. I love the Chelsea. I love, obviously, I'm a huge fan of Man U. Mm, um, I don't think you can like Chelsea and Man U. That's like exactly Whichever one's winning. That's where I'm kind of okay. at. Um, Currently Chelsea. Then. Okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but when that, that scene, like, where it's kind of showing us, hey, these guys are good. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing, like, the weird, like, woohoo music <laughs> that they play in every, like, sports sequence they do later. Yeah. Uh, they just, like, have it silent. And it's like. The parents are all like mm-hmm. engaged and watching, and I don't know. I really liked. I know this movie didn't win any Oscars, <laughs> but I really liked what they did in that moment. Like the silence kind of like drew you in to what was happening. Yes, I had the same exact sentiment. Like I was like midway through it because I think they did like a losing montage earlier with the team just getting destroyed before uh, the two Italian kids joined the team. Sure. Um, and then yeah, boom! The second it kicks off, they blow the whistle. Then it's just silence until they score that goal i think it was like a there's a lot of headers going on which we've talked about like they don't really do a whole lot of headers in youth sports anymore uh because of the brain damage because of the brain damage um but yeah really cool sequence and i like the introduction of the, the two characters was there any other like movie nerd stuff that you enjoyed this one wasn't shot by deacons so there's not a lot of like one shots and um this is like a this is like a popcorn movie. Like, this is a movie yeah. I would sit down with my kids. Like, they would enjoy it. They would love all the slapstick stuff. But it, like, moved at a good pace. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a lot of parts where I laughed, where I, I don't know, like, I don't know. It's better than any PG movie has any right to be in terms <laughs> of, like, a sports movie about kids. And I think it hits a little bit harder, like, at the age we're at. Because yeah. you're not in, you're not yet at the age where you're like coaching on your kid's team. Mm-hmm. But as someone who's had to like volunteer coach for things, the way Phil like enters <laughs> it, where like all the other parents are like, "Hey, I I would, but I'm super busy," and yeah. the other parents are like, oh, "I just lost my job. I mean, there's a lot going on right now." <laughs> and he's like, "I guess I can coach." Like that's exactly what happens. Yeah. Like there's just a for vacuum today. just for today, yeah. and then you get stuck into it, right? And then you get stuck into it, <laughs> and then. There's certain things like where he's dealing with the kids and they're like misbehaving. Mm-hmm. Like there's a one moment when Biong is taking the cup and he's just like hitting <laughs> it on his knee, making the noise. And he's got to be like, hey, can you not do that with the cup? There's this weird thing where it's like someone else's kid. And you're like, well, they call me coach. So I'm now allowed to yell at your kid. Like <laughs> it's authorized. Well, and throughout the whole like movie, the parents are always kind of huddled there. It's not like you drop your kid off to the soccer game mm-hmm. and then you leave. So when he's like, you know, tell uh, Byung something like to like to stop. His parents are right behind or whatever, right. kind of like going quietly and, and judging, judging how he uh, handles mm-hmm. Byung's son. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not condoning Will Ferrell when he goes like full Led Tasso, <laughs> but when uh, like the other parts where he's still nice, Will Ferrell, it's pretty funny to watch. <clears throat> One of the games I like to play when I'm watching a movie, Tom, mm-hmm. is Who Is That Guy? Okay, which is. <laughs> And this is a movie from 05. So, like, all these people have kind of gone on to do other things. Mm-hmm. But did you spend time watching this movie, like, seeing an actor and an actress being like, I know who that person is. Like, what are they from? Robert Duvall. 
Okay, Robert Duvall. That's a good one, Tom. No, I mean like the background people, like the oh. parents and stuff like that. I kept seeing this dude in a captain's hat the whole time, who eventually like announces the game at the end. Okay. Did you see that guy? Yeah, no, no, no. He's dressed like a sa- he's a sailor. Yeah, a good man. <laughs> I like I looked this guy up. I couldn't. I mean, he was in other stuff, but nothing I recognized. It was just such a weird character choice to have this guy dressed in this captain's hat the entire thing. He's just always a background until, for some reason, he announces the game. Sure. Well, it's the championship game. So you need an announcer. It's funny, like, when you're in youth sports, the things that, like, like they let you play at a stadium. Or they let you do this, and you're like, we're going to have an announcer at the championship game. You probably have more experience than I do (laughs) uh, in these things. But there was there a time when you were a kid where it was like, we were playing in a game that was like, hey, we're playing at like the ASU Stadium or yeah. something like that. We Yeah, we did like one of the state championship games like we played at. It was like a community college or whatever, but it was one that had like big stadium seating and all that kind of jazz. And they actually did have uh, a commentator. Not that they really knew any of us or knew anything, but they would like, I'd kick the ball downfield like, number 11 kicks the ball. Number 11, Tom kicks the ball. <laughs> number 11, Richard, own goal. <laughs> No, you were a good soccer player. No, but, that's but that, that that guy. So he's not necessarily a, a guy that I would like say I saw from other things, but he was a guy that I saw and I'm like, this this is weird. This stood out to me. But what what else? Who else did you see in this? That was the like, referee. So the referee where feels like familiar. hey, we we've been neighbors for seven years, and the guy's like, no, that's not where I know you from. Did that guy look familiar to you? He did. Where was he from? Okay, he is from Office Space. He is oh, Michael Bolton. That's right. Michael Bolton from Office Space. Wow, okay. Uh, I did not care for the uh, the uh, the toupee joke. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that was, um, I don't know, derogatory towards bald people. And as someone who may go bald at some point in his life. You got a gray head of hair, man. Thank you. For now. I'd set that all up just so you'd compliment <laughs> my hair. Ooh, really fished for it. Um... The oh, did you notice this one? And I know you had to notice this one. The coffee shop patron, he's got like the cookie when where Will Ferrell's like ordering his first cup and it's too hot. I don't know if I did. Did you not notice this? No, is not, this not a bit, or did you not notice this? No, no, okay, wait, not not the barista, right? Not the not... barista, the baristo, male baristas are <laughs> called baristos or burritos in certain <laughs> cultures. <laughs> You're welcome for that joke. <laughs> I appreciate how proud of that you were. Let me write that. Actually, let me timestamp that so I can put that um, in my Hall of Fame reel, please. I don't know. Maybe there. Maybe I did. But Martin I'm... Starr, man. Martin Starr from Silicon Valley. You did not notice uh, Martin Starr from Silicon Valley is no. one of the... He's standing to the left of Will Ferrell, obviously a Judd Apatow guy because he was in Freaks yeah. and Geeks uh-huh. and all those. But um, I didn't. Do you we, know the guy I'm talking yeah, about from Silicon yeah, Valley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is in the coffee shop. He is the one that like has the giant cookie. As Will Ferrell's like doesn't put the sleeve on the cup. That's Martin Starr. That's it. Okay, completely missed it. I was Tom's so a focused. Huge Silicon Valley guy, so I'm surprised he didn't see one of his. The first season of Silicon Valley, great. Then they started kind of petering. All right. Our next podcast will be on <laughs> Silicon Valley, but the, just the first half of season one. No, no. All season one. Season, the end of, <laughs> now you're going to start me. No, don't do it. Episode we have 10. To all of this. Episode 10 of Silicon Valley has one of the funniest jokes ever. 
and it's worth watching all nine mm. episodes that precede it just for this one joke. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It was too... It's a tip-to-tip ratio. Oh, no. Tip-to-tip ratio. You did it. No, right. that's... Don't know what that means? Watch that. Watch the show. Watch the season. You'll, you'll figure it out. My recommendation is... Listen to Tom. Who was Uncle Bucky? Uncle Bucky? We already <laughs> talked about <laughs> this. It was yep. played by... Uh, Josh Hutchinson Hutchinson? I don't know (laughs) I just know he was shorter than uh, Jennifer Lawrence in Hunger Games he's a little guy and uh, I would have chosen the lesser uh, Australian brother (laughs) lesser Hemsworth (laughs) there we is there he is (laughs) Uh, but I also have some bitterness because my wife really likes Thor who doesn't man I don't Connor's father. So one of the uh, the players' father, I think he's the goalie, um, plays, and this is a deep cut. The actor's name is Phil Lewis. For anyone that's watched Scrubs, Scrubs being created by Bill Lawrence, mm-hmm. Bill Lawrence being the creator of Ted, Ted Lasso. Lasso. Keep going. Uh, Phil Lewis plays Hooch in Scrubs. And there's always a joke where they're like, Hooch is crazy. And Hooch is this like angry doctor. Who always gets mad at them. Okay. Um, anyways. That, I don't think I saw that. Was that later seasons? I don't think I saw. It's just, it's like a throwaway joke in Scrubs. Okay. It's a real deep cut. <laughs> I apologize for those of you that don't watch Scrubs. Yeah. Three people are going to love it. Are you familiar with the coach that forfeits? The guy that's like, hey, one of my kids oh. uh, didn't tie his shoes or <laughs> yeah. didn't have his shoes. That's when they came and they're all like, they came from the butcher yeah, shop. They're, they're all covered, covered in blood. blood right. Which I would argue was that. Was that too much to have a bunch of kids covered in blood? Did it not go far enough? Nope, I loved it. We okay. need to know where our food comes from, Tom. Uh, but that coach, uh, he is from 30 Rock, right? 30 One Rock. Of the, the head writer from 30 Rock. That's right. Not only is he head, well, he's an actor, but he's you're, you're saying he's the head writer in the show. I, don't, I guess I don't remember. It wasn't. He was like Liz Lemon was the the head writer for. Oh man! Here we go. Well, let's let's wrap our minds around this. Yep. When you say he was the head writer, are you saying he's the head writer of the actual show Thirty Rock? Are you saying in the show Thirty Rock he is the head writer? Both? Question no, mark. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think he wrote. His name is Scott Adsit, and he plays um, Pete. Hornberger. Okay. And in the show, he is the head writer. Yes. But for the the show <laughs> very meta right where, now. Where <laughs> oh man, we're gonna get there no, though. You're good, you're good. Where Tina Fey so like say Tina Fey is a writer and producer. Yeah. I don't think Scott Adsit is also a writer and uh, producer, but I could be completely wrong. But in the show, he is an actor that plays the head writer. You are correct. Okay. I tried to, oh, wait, there he is. Scott Adsit, I'm searching the internet. All right, while you're talking about that, we already talked about the woman who parks her, do you remember H2 Hummers? Do you remember when those were a thing? Oh, man, yeah. Uh, as someone who has to drive through Scottsdale, Arizona, those <laughs> H2 Hummers existed? Yep. Man. Big old rims and all that stuff. Listen, I'm going to go I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, I don't think I could possibly like someone who ever owned an H2 Hummer. I just, I, I don't think I could be friends with them. Why? Um, because because well because of the environmental. No, impact. I don't care about the environment. Okay. Uh, so much. Uh, it's gonna last as long as I'm alive. So uh, that's all I care about. My kids are on their own. Um, I don't know. There's something about an H2 Hummer. Just have a normal Hummer. I'm okay with a normal Hummer. Normal Hummers used to be a thing. You used to see those around. Like and then the H2 came out and it became like a luxury. 
vehicle. I didn't even like the look of the H2. Ugly. And knowing it got like two miles to the gallon. They just came up with a new one, though. They came up with like an EV Hummer. Oh, that I'm on board with. Yeah. Simply defeats the purpose. Definitely. A Hummer. Nothing says cool like electricity. <laughs> but I appreciated the joke because, like, what Phil comes in with the Prius. Prius yeah. And she's got the Hummer. Did you have to park and take up both spaces? Like, yeah, I've got have a you, Hummer. <laughs> have you seen this thing? <laughs> and she says something like "Go granola" or something to him. And that—that that is the lady from uh, the Mad or whatever that is later in the Alex Bor- Bornstein. Mm-hmm. Borstein, yeah. who is also in. Does uh, the voice of Peter from Family Guy. No. No. Man, we're going to get there. Bob's Burgers. Lewis. Lewis from Family Guy. Lewis, yes. Uh, my favorite line of hers was, ooh, a smoothie. What's that? <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hit some favorite quotes here, Tom. Hit me. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read the quote, and you're going to tell me who said it. Okay. All right? Okay. And you're going to do it flawlessly. Of course. Okay? I don't know if you see me do trivia. Pretty good. Yeah. You're uh, Well, I've lost you two seasons in a row. <laughs> I take a vitamin every day. It's called steak. <laughs> that's Dicka. No. It, no, it's not Dicka. That's, that's Bucky Weston. Bucky, Robert mm. Duvall. All right, 0 for 1. Dang it. Are you a robot woman? <laughs> that's Will Weston. Phil Weston. Are you a robot? Are you a robot woman? <laughs> you can call me Chief. I can't. I, I, I didn't do the voice right, but <laughs> right, you can call me Chief. You, you, <laughs> I can't do it. You, you can call me Chief. No, that's not how it works. All right, we'll skip that one. <laughs> wait, Don't wait. add us. No, I gotta know. I gotta know who that is. Who is that? You can call me Chief. Uh, it's Beyond Song's mom, the dark-haired one. Oh, uh, okay. Don't remember that. <laughs> you don't remember they don't introduced remember themselves as like, "Hey, we're uh, Beyond Song's uh, mom Very and progressive. mom," and she's yeah. He's like, "Oh, you're better than the other parents." Which is what Will Ferrell says. <laughs> yes. Uh, but she says, you can call me Chief. Uh, Anyone okay. that introduces themselves and says, you can call me Chief, you're a friend of mine. <laughs> I'm not going to soccer practice with a dirty car. Uh, Alan Iverson. Nope. Mike Ditka. Mm. Practice. <laughs> I got punched in the face by Hall of Famer Mike Ditka, and I did not go down. <laughs> That's so awesome. So good. So good. He's like, I, I was wobbly, but I did not go down. I'm breaking my back for you, coach, because of my love of the game. Listen, I don't know that character's name. I'm going to help you out. It's the bigger kid on the team. Okay. But the way he delivers that line, he's like, because I was breaking my back for you, coach, because of my love of the game. That kid could not care less. As someone who is the father of not a sports kid who <laughs> has to be on sports team, I really like that kid. So he was the bigger half of the mega person. Yes. Okay. Yes. Zip it there, Sporty Spice. That is the lady we've been talking about. Yeah, Alex Bornstein. Yeah. That that line, I think, is probably <laughs> one of the top lines from this movie Agreed. when she delivers that. What's wrong with you, Derek? I thought we were friends. My name is Andy. <laughs> Your name is Liar, because you're telling lies. <laughs> that is Phil Weston getting kicked out of the coffee shop. <laughs> when he comes back, he's like, I probably won't come back here. And then he like walks in, and then he comes back, Run and they have in. to hold the door. Oh, I love it. You either win and go home onto greatness, or you lose and probably face a series of cataclysmic <laughs> events for the rest of your lives. Oh, yeah, that is one of my favorite quotes. That is a Phil Weston. That is his uh, a hype speech for the championship game. Loved it. <laughs> it's so good. 
It's so good. We've talked about previously sports movie speeches and how like they're all done or they're all in the same vein. But now this one. Hey. <laughs> points of originality. <laughs> Man. You're either gonna win or the rest of your lives are gonna suck. <laughs> is a really great speech. I can eat a box of cookies for dinner <laughs> if I want to. Can you do that? No. Because you're just a fart paste kid. <laughs> That's Phil starting crap with the uh, gladiator kick. <laughs> oh, man. Anytime an adult in this movie is shouting at a child. This is why we love Roy so much. The, <laughs> it's just Roy a great kid. dynamic. It's so good. Oh, man. And then my final one. Hey, why don't you ease up on the kids, man? <laughs> you ease up on that corduroy jacket of yours. <laughs> oh, God. I gotta get a corduroy jacket. Oh, that's... Oh, please I'm pretty sure it, I have it, Please do, pants. actually, so I can say, hey, you ease up on that corduroy jacket of yours. I think I might actually have a corduroy jacket. In my, oh, I should have oh, worn it. Should have right. worn it. Missed I'll, opportunity. I'll uh, open the windows and let the winter air come in, and you can wear <laughs> your corduroy jacket for a week. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Jokes that we liked during this movie that you kind of had to catch, you kind of had to search for. I don't know if you realize this, but so Buck Weston has his first child. Mm -hmm. He names that child Phil Weston. Correct. He gets remarried and has another child later in life. <laughs> what does he name that child? He names a Buck, so it's <laughs> Junior. <laughs> it's Junior. Not his, it's not his son. It's his original son. I always think it's funny, like, hey, you weren't good enough for my name. Which you don't know when a child's a baby. He knew. Uh, it would have been funnier had he been like Buck and then he changed it to Phil. And then he's like, oh, I have another one. I'm going to try Buck again yep. because you don't deserve. Well, he knew. It, in the original, the the start of the movie where it shows Will Ferrell as a baby, that baby is actually a girl. Mm. It's played by a little little girl actor. Act actress? Girl actor baby. <laughs> actress. Sure. So maybe that that's why. Okay. That's, that's fair. Why. Um, I love the moment where they hand fill the parenting book and they're like, our child is shy. And he looks at the book and the book is called my child is shy. Great. Just, I don't know. It tickled me. It was a great moment. And then I really loved, um, when Phil is giving the speech at like the coaches meeting, I don't know if these things exist. They're like, like the dinner thing. Yeah. He's at the dinner. And he's talking about the old coach. And oh, he's yeah. like, uh, the truth is no one knows where he is. And people are worried. The crowd laughs. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. And then the, clap, the crowd claps. <laughs> that whole bit. Uh, just the way, like, Will Ferrell plays confused better than most people. That's why he was such a yeah. good George W., uh, the greatest president. But did you have any favorite I do. Jokes? I do appreciate him bringing all the children finches. Like, oh, we have to keep these? You get to keep them. I want to know who came up with that. Who was like, oh, he's going to show up. Like, he read it in a coaching book. Like, oh, teach them to, like, love something and care for it. Yeah. 
That's but then so but that great. in that next scene where he's at like the little soccer bash at the that bar, like the chilies, I guess, uh, he's like, I might have inadvertently poisoned your children. Because <laughs> they had salmonella. Those birds are salmonella. Sorry. <laughs> this was a little bit reminiscent of Ted giving everyone a book, you know? It was a bit different. You don't yeah. have to feed books, but you'd have to read them, which is almost as much work. <laughs> I do also appreciate that uh, Ditka goes to like the uh the, the butcher. And like he specifically asked, or like the butcher says, "Oh, we've got those bratwurst for you," which is kind of a tie into like the SNL and uh, the Ditka character that sure. was always just choking on sausage sure. or whatever. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I don't think the word bratwurst is Italian, but I do appreciate that they got him <laughs> bratwurst. Yep, I do have a, a appreciation for the mom that runs in and just slathers uh, sunscreen all over the uh, oh, ginger kid man. as a as a half ginger. Since I have a red beard, uh, I can feel for that kid. Because I always had to lather on sunscreen when I uh, played soccer. I love sunscreen. <laughs> love sunscreen. It's love gonna it. it's gonna uh, elongate my life uh, by at least two years. <laughs> some details, some stuff that happened in this movie that, uh, like, I don't know, maybe on the like the twelfth watch, I really <laughs> appreciated. The welts on Phil's body when he's playing tetherball. <laughs> so heavily done over in the makeup. Yeah, like, so his face is red, if you realize, because he's taken the tetherball to the face a couple of times. And then he takes his shirt off. And I don't know, there's something about, like, Will Ferrell and, like, Chris Barley would do this as well. Yeah. They just weren't afraid to take their shirt off and just own it. Yeah. Like, there is, there is a whole SNL skit where Will Ferrell's in nothing but an American flag Speedo. <laughs> I guess he's in like a tank top too. Yeah. And he's doing like a business meeting. And the whole joke is just this like hairy guy who's spilling out of this is like funny. And he Anyways. plays it straight, right? Like it's like, he, yeah. he's like he's wearing a suit. He's like, not bothered by any of it. This yeah. Is me. Anyways, the welts on is the circular red welts <laughs> on his body. Great. How quickly they formed too. I don't know how long they were playing tetherball. <laughs> <laughs> like a lifetime. Did you did you pay attention to the memory of the Pele ball when the Pele ball comes in? Yeah, where yeah he rifles it over the goal, it falls into Phil's hand. He yeah. catches it as a child, and his dad yanks it away from him. So great, like very <laughs> telling about who uh, old Buck is as a character. I really appreciated that. Well, the best is his follow up line to that. He's like. It's like, oh, Dad, can I have this? Like, oh, you can have the next one. <laughs> you get the next one. As a, a bunch of. Tom, have you ever gone to a live game and gotten a ball or anything like that? You don't get to keep the balls. You got to throw them back. Okay, not a soccer. Let's say not a football game. Have you ever been to a baseball game or a football game? Yep. Let's say a basketball game. Have you ever taken a basketball from a basketball game, Tom? Like a Suns game? Uh, I've I've taken a I've won a ball from a WNBA game. Because I participated at halftime and I beat all those other brat kids in bump out. Oh wow! Okay. I mean, I was a brat what, kid what too. What age was this? Uh, middle school. Okay, good for you. Yeah. Good for you not being a brat middle schooler. I like it. <laughs> uh, I once went to a baseball game and uh, got a foul ball. Yeah. Nice. Everyone else stood up. Uh, I was too cool to stand, so I just sat there. Everyone else missed it and like rolled over, hit my foot, picked it up. My dad looked at me. I was like, oh, you can have it. I handed it to my dad. <laughs> so it was a reverse. And then uh, I couldn't care less. And then this lady next to us was like, uh, hey, if you guys don't want that, I'll take it. And we were like, no, nah, we're going to keep it. <laughs> and actually, somewhere in this office. Are you serious? Yeah, I put a 
It's right there. It's on those books over there. <laughs> I put a date on it. I looked up the game. I put the date on it. And uh, it's when me and my dad went to a uh, Diamondbacks game. Well, look at that. That's pretty awesome. We yeah. used to go early to Diamondbacks game when they're doing like batting practice. And we'd be in the uh, outfield kind of getting like the home run balls. Okay. All right. All right. So soccer adjacent baseball. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Um, there is a moment where Phil uses a payphone. Oh, multiple times. He uses a payphone multiple times in this movie. I'm pretty sure 05 we had cell phones, right? We did. Yes. Original iPhone came out in like 2000. I had a, I believe I had a cell phone in college. So you, yeah, cell I'm going to say they exist. I had a cell phone. I didn't know that text message existed and how to checking, but that's a whole nother story. Anyways, he's on the payphone. He's trying to talk to the butcher. Uh, and they start singing happy birthday in the background. <laughs> yeah. And he shouts at them. He's like, you're not the only ones in the park. <laughs> there is, if you listen to it with subtitles, and maybe you can hear it over the sound, like a girl starts crying. Like there's just this crying <laughs> as he goes back to the phone. Uh, so he hurt the birthday girl's feelings. <laughs> and that was a great joke. Um, the slow progression of, of coffee addiction I yes do appreciate. where he says like no i can't it's a it's a stimulant I, I can't do coffee and then it goes to like the montage of him like oh it's a deep roast yeah it's a colombian whatever yeah. like yeah fantastic and then we have like this coffee like cappuccino maker on the bench which <laughs> doesn't allow the kids to sit down it's just his coffee maker and it makes like loud noises they scoot away from it i feel like it was where's just... the heat coming from top does he have like a wood fire stove underneath? Where's He's got the generator. From? He goes to his car. He goes to the Hummer. Oh man, the Hummer. that's great. But I do appreciate that they use that so he can then kick it over later. Yeah, yeah. In defiance. I don't know if you noticed this, but the move that Sam uses in the classic sport movie moment. Mm-hmm. I got it written down. What's that called? It's the Maradona. Oh, or, is it really? Yeah. Oh, it's got a name. It's named after, yeah. Uh, oh, I was putting you on the spot, hoping you didn't have anything. It's named after Diego Maradona, who's a famous Argentinian soccer player. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> I love Argentinian soccer. It's like, I mean, yeah, it's just like a step over. I think it has potentially some other names. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, he was getting taught, you know, by the other kids or by the Italians, right? They were like teaching him this move. And then boom, he gets to use it at the end of the, at the, end of the movie. Listen, I'm not going to question any of the kids acting in this movie. They're all fabulous. <laughs> But when Sam is like purposely not doing that move, he is falling so hard and like not even make he's they were like, hey, you gotta act like you can't do this move. Mm-hmm. That kid, like, he kind of goes up, steps on the ball, and then just falls down. And I was like, he Let's touches, run that back, yeah. director. Let's run that back. He a touches the times. ball and like the ball's poisonous and he just falls over. Yeah. He's not even like stepping over it. Great, uh, great sports music movie when the Tigers win. Uh, I love all the music. It's great. What did we get? Did we get like We Are the Champions? Uh, I don't remember. I did not write it down. But if I had a guess, yes, they probably <laughs> We Are the Champions. Tom, who's the hero of this movie? <sighs> Starbucks? Big big coffee lobby? Big coffee? Yeah, big coffee probably. Lobby. Probably. Um, who is the hero of this movie? I mean, Dicka was pretty, pretty, pretty great. Yep, I agree. Um... I don't know, man. Who 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 do you have as a big winner? My hero of this movie is Phil's drive and motivation to make the Tigers great, and the fact that he solves the goalie's blindness. <laughs> I don't think I really realized this until I uh, watched this multiple times. But 
like there's a through line where the goalie apparently can't see. That's why it's the issue. Well, and and I so when I rewatched this because I watched this a long time ago, I remembered. Sure. I couldn't remember if it was this movie or like the Big Green, the other soccer movie we had when we were kids. Classic Green Big movie. <laughs> Never heard of it. Don't know what you're talking about. Um, but like I remember them giving a kid glasses. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's this kid. And if you watch the entire movie. Every time they show the Tigers getting scored on, this kid that's a goalie is hopping the other direction. He is never close to the ball. See, I didn't know if that was a character thing or just a movie, like a bad kid acting thing. I think they were they were setting it up. They realized this kid is not see he can't see he can't see the entire movie. So (laughs) it's it's if you rewatch it now, you get to rewatch and see. Oh, it's because this kid cannot see. Tom, did you ever play goalie as a kid? I did. Yeah. For like a long time, or was it like, hey, just put you in goal for like a game or two? No, I think uh, my last, it was probably actually my first and last uh, job being a goalie. I played goalie like later in life when I played uh, in indoors. Your 30s? Yeah, like yeah, like men's leagues because I couldn't hack it. We played indoor and I could not last on the field because sure. I had to run too much. So they throw me in goal. Um, but uh, when I was a kid, I played goalie very briefly and we went into overtime. I was the goalie in penalty kicks. I sucked, missed almost every ball, and then I think I took a penalty kick and missed it, and I cried my, like, balls of tears as a little kid. Never put me in goal again. What age It was too much for me. Oh, it was like seven or eight, probably. Tom, I think I know why we're friends. (laughs) Go on. I played goalie as a youth. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe I've shared this memory. Maybe I have not. It feels like you just stole it from me. <laughs> I was a goalie during penalty kicks. There's a home video. My oh. dad is home videoing me doing penalty kicks. After I let like the first three go through, you can like hear him muttering, and he turns the camera off because I'm like clearly distraught. You're like you're, you're like hunched over. Your shoulders are shaking. Whatever. I like crying. I remember. Like, the camera cuts off, but I distinctly remember, like, they kick the last one in and just falling into, like, a ball of tears. You drop on your knees and try. If I bring this up to my father right now, he, like, visibly gets upset. Like, he still remembers how painful it was to watch me go through this. Here's what I think is important. (laughs) Losing makes winning all the more sweeter. So, uh, that memory is the reason why I hate losing. <laughs> I hate losing to you in cards. I hate losing to you in that damn shuffleboard game. All because, uh, so it's funny, you and I both had a, both had a penalty kick memory where we got destroyed apparently, as children. Yeah, apparently penalty kicks are very bad on goalies' egos. Because you never think about that. Like, somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. And, like, if you're take like, when I played you soccer and had to take penalty kicks, it is the most like nerve-wracking thing ever. Like okay. I was a decent striker. That's sure. what I played when I was younger. But man, like I would get all of my head and just crush it over the goals or go way wide as opposed to just putting the ball on frame. That like it it did something to me and I would get crazy frustrated. Well, it's a team game until penalty kicks, <laughs> yeah. and then it's just a goalie game. And, and if that say... goalie's no good, man. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, one of my poor painful memories from childhood. I should call my dad. Um, <laughs> Tom, give me more. In this movie, give me more. Is there something that you saw and you were like, hey, I want to spend more time in this movie with? I'll give you mine. Go. Synchronized kid celebration dances. 
They did do some of them. When they they score and they do like the ball is a bomb and they like throw, they all circle up, they throw the ball, they all fall over. Yep. Uh, This is the same thing when I'm watching a football game and the defense is like taking the time to like work through a choreography. (laughs) The same thing when you, when they did bye, bye, bye. Uh, Mm -hmm. We love a team choreography. I could have had more time with these kids celebrating goals and doing silly stuff. I enjoyed that immensely. And that's during like the winning montage mm-hmm. with the woohoo. I'm sure music played. Did they do that? Did they, they didn't actually play the blur song, did they? I'm pretty sure they did. Did they? Every okay. sports movie's got to have it in it. I guess I liked, I know you had mentioned like the, the last 40 minutes, like when he goes like full lead tasso and just gets in on a Pumping into my veins. All I got to do is win or whatever. And just destroying all these kids. Um, I appreciate the the montage of him like sewing his his new like <laughs> jumper or whatever. Form. It like it, it reminded me of like Spider Man or whatever. Like Spider Man's like sewing his new thing. Sure. Or, like Deadpool, he's like gonna make his cool uniform, and he shows up. And not only does he have like the perfectly sewn like stripes going all the way down to match, but he's got this just amazing tiger on the back, which almost makes it seem like he should be like part of like a dojo or yep. something. Like it's yep. gi. After he was uh, done coaching kids, he goes and teaches them how to uh, karate kick people in the face. Mm-hmm. Put them in a body bag, Johnny, or whatever the yes. line is. Now, I'm with you. I do appreciate, as someone who's had to sew something every once in a while, uh, it, it takes uh, a little bit of practice. So yeah. it would have been funnier had his suit been like off kilter in terms yeah. of the stripes. Uh, it's kind of like the movie The Edge. Have you ever seen The Edge? I have not. So The Edge is uh, Alec Baldwin. And uh, who played the serial killer in Silence of the Lambs? Uh, that is one Sir Anthony Hopkins. Okay, Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin get like lost in Alaska. Okay. They kill a bear and they make like clothes out of the bear. And they're like super sweet tailored bear <laughs> outfits. Like They're like, wait, you're surviving in the wilderness? When they come out, they're like slim fit, like <laughs> bear suits. Anyways, rewatch it. It'll change your life. It's a great movie, The Edge. Um Tom, who in this movie, it's Oscar season, okay? Mm-hmm. Oscar season 05, kicking and screaming, front runner. Who are you giving the Oscar to in the whole film for best <sighs> acting? Best best acting, supporting actor, lead, does it need to be leading? It should be any? any? Any acting category. Any acting category? Um, I would say it's uh, Byung-Sung. <laughs> Crushed okay. it. Crushed it. All right. Don't think the kid did anything else throughout uh, his entire career, but every little line that little kid had was fantastic. Very funny. I loved when he followed Phil over to the coffee machine just to kick it to death. That was great. (laughs) Uh, Mine would be Mike Ditka. He's a football player. He shouldn't be this funny. I thought he was great in this. Although, to your point, (laughs) he did just play himself. I do appreciate when he had like smoking cigars, he keeps handing it to Phil, and his (laughs) wife comes in and yells at him. Getting in trouble. That was great. Tom? Not for an Oscar, but who was in this movie for a paycheck? Who just showed up, did their work, and left? I'm assuming you... uh, Robert Duvall, Tom. (laughs) Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall is, like, laughing through his lines. He's like, like, no, I don't know. I mean, he did fine. He played the part, but... Uh, he was. I just mean, like, he dressed up like a jester or a king or whatever to do the we've got ball sequence. Got like balls. he was in. He was. He was all in. All right. All right. Anyone? Anyone you felt like just showed up for a paycheck? Um, maybe that that one kid that kept uh, 
Oh, we're gonna get to him. He had the longer hair. We're gonna get to him. I got you banned. Oh no, we're gonna get to him in a second. There's a different category for him. Okay. Heartfelt moment. My heartfelt moment, Tom. Seeing the pure joy on the children's faces when they won, because winning is important. (laughs) Winning is everything. I'm not even gonna say it was when the Tigers won. I'm gonna say it was when any kids' team won during the, even when they were beating the Tigers. If you look at the kids' winning face, winning's important. Winning matters. Mm. I'm going to go on record. Okay. Is it the most important thing in the world? No. But is it important? Yes. Is it more important than losing? It is so much more important than losing. (laughs) As two failed goalies can tell you. (laughs) From experience. Yes. Uh, My heartfelt moment, it had to be the the butchery. You got to appreciate good butchery because meat comes first. Meat comes first. Mm-hmm. So your heartfelt moment was just seeing a family work together. Mm-hmm. They've, they've come to America. They're yep. like building something. Yeah. And then Phil showing them how it's done with a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was great. So for Christmas, my brother requested a unique snack, which is a really weird thing on a Christmas list. Okay. So I drove down. I found a local place that like handmade uh does handmade sausages and stuff oh okay. Uh, and i went in there no one spoke english um but i bought like some i don't know polish sausages some like spicy mustard (laughs) i did all this it was really cool i I literally i walked up to the case the lady was like oh what would you like i was like i have no idea (laughs) i literally pointed to something i was like is that cooked already she laughed at me and she goes (laughs) no that's not cooked but this one is because I was like, oh, I just want to wrap it and like give it to them. Yeah. I don't want to uh, make a chore of it. But uh, so go to your local uh, butchery. It's uh, kind of a fun experience. They right. still exist out there. Are the you world. going back? I will go back. Okay, nice. Our refrigerator still smells like the pulp <laughs> sausage that we held in there for like a day before we wrapped it. That's worth it in and of itself. Just have a, it's like an air freshener. Yeah, that's right. My brother said it was really good. good. So I'm going to go back. Tom, questions I had from this film. Yep, I got all the answers. All right, I'm going to fire them at you. Yep, hit me. Tom, do you know what a whirling dervish is? A whirling dervish is like a Tasmanian devil, but uh, different. Okay, so they reference a whirling dervish. You're wrong, by the way. Um, I had to look this up. It's like, I didn't realize this. I thought it was just like a cultural dance. Yeah. But it's like a Sufi, Sufi, I think I'm saying that right, Sufi Muslim form of meditation in the form of like spinning movement (laughs) it's like a religious ceremony and i was like did not know that as someone who studied religion in college (laughs) did not know that uh but i thought that was interesting so there you go go look it up my next question for you tom Mm -hmm. are there child labor laws in italian butcher shops uh in american italian butcher shops i believe there are right and i feel like if you got a shop then there are if it's on a farm then anything goes i feel like if two kids of the age of john ralphio i'm gonna say and massimo is that right sure uh are in a back room like kicking wadding around not allowed to do anything else I think we need to question what's going on in this butcher shop. And of all places, a butcher shop that's riddled with knives and, you know, uncooked meats and other things like that. Probably not the most sanitary environment for a child to be in. I don't care about the sanitary environment, but these kids are what, like 10? Like, sure. what are they apprenticing at at 10 in a butcher shop? Can learn not... how to butch, man. 
I think okay. it's what it's called. I also think the assistant in that shop is someone like you recognize him as well, but I did not look him up. Like the nephew or whatever. Like yeah, the, the guy that answers the phone. Yeah. Anyways, um, child labor loss. Let's go into it a little bit Listen, more. Listen, this was 2005, man. There were no Things rules. were different. That's yep. true. Yeah. It's the Wild Wild West. Mm-hmm. I think that's when Wild Wild West, the next <laughs> movie we're going to be doing, came out. Um Tom, as someone who participated in youth sports, did you spend a lot of time at your coach's house? I bring this up because there's two scenes. There's one where they're in the living room and Phil's like, hey, here's an instructional video on soccer. Mm -hmm. And he just keeps kicking the ball into the crate. And I don't know that he hands out DVDs. I think he He does. Does he hand out DVDs? Yes, he does. Okay, it's DVDs. All right, all right, all right. Uh, And then the other one is they're all camping in the backyard. And he's like, everyone howl at the moon. He's like, we're warriors. And the neighbor's like, shut up. And he's like, you shut up. Classic Will Ferrell. How much time did you spend at coaches' houses, Tom? Not only did I spend a decent amount of time at coaches' houses at like parties and events and things like that where we got the whole team together, but I also spent time at my coach's cabin in the woods where we would all go and do like a nature kind of like. uh, What age is this? This was around this age, maybe maybe you know, maybe a little older okay. but around this age yeah like he had a, he had a, a cabin up north in munns park okay and we would go there and we would like do soccer practice and stuff so it was like kind of a soccer camp or whatever but we would all like stay at his cabin in his house and we would do the same kind of thing like i don't think we had tents i think there was enough room inside for us all to kind of do satan bags and other stuff. than that one kid he had to stay in a tent outside. she did yes he, sure. he lost the talent competition so if he lost the talent competition he had to sleep outside tom yeah. Were there talent competitions? There were talent competitions. Oh my goodness. We had we had all the fun, man. It was a good time. It was a good crew. The things I missed out on not being an elite youth athlete. <laughs> uh, these weird coaches retreats and cabins in the wood and talent shows. <laughs> I'm assuming he made you do like a Broadway number as a team? Oh yeah. He made, he made us do a Broadway number. Is Full that Monty. where you did <laughs> Tom, we're going to get in trouble here. <laughs> Is this where you learned like the Backstreet Boys choreography? Um, I don't know what I did. It's a talent show. I remember one of the kids did they sung Beyonce? Strumming, no, <laughs> Beyonce. They sung uh the Fuji's like strumming my pain with your fingers or whatever that song is. Nothing you said <laughs> makes sense to me. That doesn't even they sound like a, a sentence. They sung a Fuji song. We did. Is we Fuji's must... a band? What yeah, is Fuji's this? is a band. There's Lauren Hill and um, I can't remember the rest of them. I feel bad for not knowing them. Please don't. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so I'm going to move on. Uh, I'm glad nothing happened at your coach's house when you were a youth. Uh, and he gathered all these young kids together and forced you to live in his cabin. It was not Boy Scouts. I'm sure. Oh, shots fired. All right. <laughs> Byung Sung had no right shooting that goal, right? When he takes the shot on goal in the finals, oh yeah, he yeah. had no right taking that shot, right? Sure, I mean, Tom, yeah, you know, Tom, it is you want to win the game. It is the finals. You want to win the game? Was that before? Was that when like the team was like, no, <laughs> this was past the Italians' time still. Okay. So they were getting fed up with it, and they're like, "Hey, we want to play too." So then, no, no, the no, no, no. This is still we're still in past the Italians. No one else take a shot. Okay, so he shouldn't take the shot. No, you got to follow the game plan. But you listen to your coach, Tom. You watch the film. You see him take that shot. That ball is like it's almost <laughs> like rolling down a hill towards towards that goalie. Yep. Does Beyond Song, even if the even if the game plan is past the Italians, does he have any right taking that shot? 
Yes. He's a kid. No! Yes. He says not! He's a kid. You he's... take that kid out of the game. He has no... No, you put him on the defense. That's what you do. All right. I get, well, now that you say that, that's what they did to me. <laughs> I used to play striker, and they realized I sucked at shooting, so they put me in defense. <laughs> I'm Tom, learning a lot right now. Tom, you're welcome for not having to pay for therapy. <laughs> you're getting it right here, buddy. They stole the flying V from Mighty Ducks, right? That's a Mighty Ducks moment. Do they do the flying V in this? They, he throws the ball in the back of his neck, and then they like run forward in a flying V. Now, I don't even know if that's legal. I don't think you could do that. No, I, certainly not legal. And if it Absolutely is, you can just not. probably push over the guy, and you'd be okay. Yeah. Um, but they stole it from Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks is a movie about hockey, for those of you that don't know. Yep. Not a duck movie. Did the coffee plotline feel tacked on? No. Did it feel like a no? No? Integral. Like, really? Needed it. Okay. No, I'm not saying... Well, I'm not saying they didn't need it. Did it feel like it was something like that was notes later on where they're like, hey... I think when you're writing this movie, that's one of like the... you On your postcard or whatever, or a note card, you write, hey, he's got a coffee addiction that could be funny. And they wrote like a bunch of jokes with it. And then they kind of figured out, okay, at what point can we kind of bring this? Sure. Thing? Knowing this was a Judd Apatow film, do you think the first like rendition was he had a meth addiction? And they were like, hey, it's PG. Judd, we can't do meth. And he was like, all right, cocaine. And they were like, no. Is Judd known for his drug addiction? I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. I don't know. No, no I'm not saying he does them. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just saying in the movies that he makes. What movies does he make so it's like the bunch of drugs? Uh, 21 Jump Street. 22 Jump Street. Are those Jet Epta? <laughs> I mean, they seem in the same vein. But they do seem those, in the same vein. Those aren't, like, drug-related movies. Like what are you talking about? They're busting up <laughs> drug rings. Drug rings. I guess. That's what we're dealing doing next. No. Um, okay. Last question. The most important question. Is the most important thing having fun and trying your best? Um, I know your answer, but my answer is, at this youth level, 100%. Recreational soccer, these kids are playing. They should be having fun. Trying to win every game for sure, but having fun and having a good time. That's what it's all about. That's what youth sports is about. Once you get to a different level and you start traveling and playing competitive, it changes. What they're playing is, is rec soccer. They should be having fun. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. But I do think that something gets lost when you don't keep score. And you don't, like, appreciate... Like, you can't appreciate losing without appreciate appreciating winning. Mm -hmm. I just... And I do Two think... Two sides of a coin. Let's say, let's say in life, like, at a job, mm -hmm. as a professional, yeah. like, advancing in your career. Like, all those things, there's a level of competition. It doesn't have to be cutthroat. You don't have to be a jerk about it. But... I do. Like, to be better at something... Or to like to further yourself and grow. A lot of times, the only thing you have to compare yourself against is the people like around you, and yes. so it is a competition. And so, I do think there is a degree of competition that drives us as humans to be better. Yeah, I do think there is some value in uh, winning matters and like some triumph over adverse adversity yeah, for sure. Isn't the most important thing, like, to the point of Buck, where he's, like, abhorrent, and he's, I guess we didn't even mention, he loans his own grandson <laughs> yeah. to the worst team in the league. He and he goes, 
He goes, I traded you. Well, I didn't really get anything for it. <laughs> Just a great moment. No, but right. I mean, like, I feel like, because I played so much youth sports as a kid. Like, a lot of soccer, baseball. I played football when I was in high school. But I think, like, the competition that I grew up with and, like, the camaraderie and, like, winning and losing, all that stuff, I do think it's, like, kind of made me into the person I am today just with the relationships I built, like, understanding, like, the, the triumph and victory and the, the you know, the, the rough parts of defeat. So, like, I get it, and I'm very glad that I, I played a lot of youth sports because I think it kept me out of other things, too. Right, and I think I see the difference in, like, when kids are really young and they don't keep score and they like just like, I understand like having them in there just to learn the fundamentals mm -hmm. and like let them have fun and kind of let them learning to have like a passion for it. Yeah. But I think at a certain point, like a competitive atmosphere helps people grow. It makes them like try harder. So I think it, I think it's healthy. Yeah. Is it the most important thing? No. Here's what we're going to finish on. And I kind of skipped over this, but this was moments I didn't need in this movie. Okay. Moments I didn't want to spend more time with. <laughs> I'm going to start with this. I don't need to watch a kid eat a worm. <laughs> the worm eating kid. That was weird. Wasn't my favorite. Clearly not a worm. Clearly a gummy worm when he's eating it. Uh, I watched through the credits and it said, unfortunately, worms were harmed during the making of this film. False. So I he feel like all up in arms on it. They were like, hey, kid, you're not going to get this acting job unless you'll eat a real worm. <laughs> and that kid committed. And look where he's at now. I, I needed. One. I got one. Oh, go ahead. Uh, did you notice when uh, Phil was drinking all of the like espressos and doing like the shots? There's clearly nothing in any of these cups. Tom, <laughs> this is why we're friends. <laughs> There's nothing in any cup. They can't put water in it. I don't understand why Hollywood or movie-making endeavors can't just put liquid in cups. Give some weight to that cup. Yep. Every time you put it down, it's like a hollow uh, foam or styrofoam thud. <laughs> Drives me crazy. Could have known about you. that. Tom? Yep. I need less of Mark Avery. Mark Avery is Mark the... Avery is the long-haired character who... One of the one of my moments in this movie is where Phil takes over coaching and he's then they're like, Oh, who's the starters? And the kids are like, We don't know. And he's like, You, 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 no, not you. He picks everyone else but the long haired kid, sends them all onto the field. That's the only kid on the bench. Um that kid, he's like he does like a he's like, Oh, I gotta keep my pimp hands strong. Uh, I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means either. I I just, I didn't. What, what I did appreciate about the character is they let the parents fire back at him. They were like, uh, shut up. Like, or like, they were just like putting him in his place. I didn't yeah. appreciate that. I think he's like a Disney, he was in like a Disney show. He's like, uh, a, as a, he was like a child actor that was in things. He was when I looked up, like when I was looking at the cash of the movie, I see like, oh, what is, are some of these child actors doing stuff now outside of Pita Bread? Uh, <laughs> You love that joke? <laughs> no, uh, good no, for no. you. Um, but I, I looked at this cat like now, and unfortunately, he's very, very bald now. <laughs> so oh, he had that okay. beautiful that mane. I, I know, I know, this is a rough subject for you, uh, but I, I feel bad because he had a beautiful mane in this one, and now is is balding. Yeah, poor guy. Uh, just there's this. I don't know. There's a certain type of humor that kid did not hit my funny bone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the the parents yelling at him did, and Phil putting him in his place did. That being said, that was kicking and screaming. 
if you're at this point and you have not watched the movie, go watch the movie. It's a lot of fun. Watch yeah. it with your kids. It's a it's a good time. It's good good to catch Will Ferrell in like his Will Ferrellist yeah. moments. It's not like the highest rated reviewed movie of like Will Ferrell's like I think this is kind of like the seminal it's a PG part of his movie. Career. Like yeah. I don't think it's gonna but garner think, a huge audience. Yeah, when you're looking at some of the stuff, like apparently this was a movie that he loved to do. Like it was like a passion project for him because his wife was pregnant during the movie and they had their first son or son or daughter, I'm not sure, their first child during this movie. And apparently he said in like interviews or whatever that while he was filming this, he kept thinking about being able to watch this movie with his kids like later in life, which sure. is a really, really cool thing. Sure. But, um, what, what would you guess it got on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, on Rotten Tomatoes, I would say it's probably middle of the road. It's probably like a 50%. 41. 41 really for lower. Critics. Yeah, and 43 for audience. Well, we should have picked a more uh, <laughs> appreciated movie. I mean, this is not like a movie I put on my desert island, but it yeah. is a movie that, like, when it comes to soccer and, like, sports <laughs> and just, like, it's just fun. Like, yeah. you put it on, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of points where I laughed, and once again, at the age that I'm at, where I'm dealing with kids, like, coaching and sports, yeah. it hits a different funny bone than you know if i would been like in college yeah. like i just don't know that i would have related in the same way it was a fun rewatch yeah like sometimes you can go back and watch movies like this that you kind of saw when you're a kid like oh these were fun and then you go back and watch them like man that didn't age well this, right. this aged well it was still a fun loving flick that you can watch with the family sure all right well uh at this point we're going to leave all of you and we're going to have our own private discussion about soccer and coaching <laughs> sports uh the next time we're with you we are going to discuss a different movie mm-hmm. and i can almost guarantee most of you have not seen this movie i have actually watched this movie but tom what are we going to do next time we're going to keep it in the lasso verse and we're going to check out super bob which is a Roy Kent joint, or what's it? Brett Goldstein. Brett Goldstein, yeah. Brett Goldstein stars in a movie called Super Bob. It's a very British movie, <laughs> which is great. And it's on IMDb TV, which for those of you that have Amazon Prime will allow you to watch. That's how I watched it. I yeah, watched it through Amazon Prime, Prime mm-hmm. uh, for, th- for free uh, on IMDb. But we're going to keep it in the lasso vein. Um, it's really interesting to see Roy Kent not play Roy Kent, yeah. like, cause he is not at all Roy <laughs> Kent. It's very, anyways. So, uh, we'll talk through that one and, uh, we appreciate you sticking around for this. Obviously our goal was to talk about Lasso, uh, but despite our, uh, strongly worded letters to, <laughs> Uh, the to the makers of Ted Lasso, they wouldn't do it in time for us to do uh, a podcast, so we've had to pivot. I have been Julian, and I've been Tom. Thanks as always for joining us. Uh, and if you ever want to reach out to us, you can find us at on Twitter at Team Binge, or reach us uh, reach out to us via email at Team Binge Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, everybody. Have a great one. Thank you.